Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Just um, lay it all out there. 
So we are the one seed taking on the eight seed Portland. Uh, let's see. We are up 2-0, 3-0, and 4-0. We move on. And in the second round, we're taking on the five seed Thunder. 1-0, 2-0, 3-1, 4-1. We take it. In the Western Conference Finals, Pelicans take game one. Pelicans, uh, and there it is. We still lose. So here's the deal. We actually gave Anthony Edwards two opportunities uh, to find a way to win that Western Conference matchup, and he lost both of them. And I get it, he's only one player. But the point is, number one, he's the best player on the team currently, 92 overall. But also, that's the whole point of this. The whole point of this is to see what players uh, can get what done um, at this next level as we're kind of, I guess, taking a look at all these and examining all these different prospects. So here we are in the 2027 offseason. Um, let's take a look here at the uh, league meetings. We always start there. Nothing nothing crazy passed, and we're not really letting anything pass other than one thing we've done in every single one of these scenarios is we've actually changed it so that it starts at 18 years of age. Uh, I think that's pretty important as far as the NBA draft is concerned. makes the simulations a little more fun. You get some younger players. Uh, so here we are at the draft lottery. We looks like we have no picks in the draft lottery. Do we have any picks in general? Uh, yeah, we got a couple picks in the late, uh, so early 20s and then late 20s. So we've got a, a couple a couple guys we can draft, which is nice. Uh, we'll jump through uh, staff signings here. There's not much to do there other than to uh, just make sure everyone's signed and make sure that uh, we're fully stacked with Rosas and Ryan Saunders. So we are at the NBA draft. Uh, as we're jumping in here, let's take a look at what the roster looks like currently. Now, this will include players that are actually not signed still. But it gives you an idea of where we're where we're at right now. What team got us to the Western Conference Finals? All right, so taking a look here, uh, point guards. We have Sid Sykes. We have Bruno Popovic. Bruno Popovic, by the way, is a Euro prospect. He has, I think, one more year over in Europe, but he's very, very good. And then we have uh, Brandon Levins Jr. and then our two-way prospect uh, Evan O'Connor. Although we are actually going to release him right now, just because he didn't get very good. <clears throat> and the one thing we've been able to learn through this process is if you don't get rid of these guys before the draft. If you draft a player and then instead of signing him to a normal contract, you want to make him a two-way player, they won't let you do that uh, unless you've actually gotten rid of the other ones previously. So something to keep in mind. Um, so anyway, so here we go. Uh, shooting guards, then we have, of course, Anthony Edwards and then Amari Bailey. And this is a stacked team, by the way. So not only is Edwards a 92, but Amari Bailey is a 90, a 90 overall. So very impressive there, too. Uh, Jalen Johnson at small forward. Also, Gregory, Gregory McDonald and Richie Galloway. By the way, Gregory McDonald is an 89 overall at 22. Jalen Johnson is a 92 overall at age 23. So let that sink in. This is how much help Anthony Edwards has right now, and he's still not able to get the job done. What does that tell you? I mean, look at this, too. Jaden McDaniels, power forward. Uh, he's a 91 overall. You have Nathan Biddle, who's an 87. You have Omaha Baloo. He's an 81. These are talented players, and, and, and they're not able to get it done. And that's not including. We still have Towns, who's a 90. Nas Reed, who's an 89, and then um, one of my favorite guys, Bo Harrington, young prospect, is an 83. I mean, this is a stacked, absolutely stacked roster. So to me, there's no excuse for the fact that they weren't able to get to the championship, and it's a big knock on him. So, And we've obviously started, so we did the Denny of Dia sweepstakes, which obviously worked really well for the Wolves. Landslide number one, but then you know we started the Lamelo Ball as well. He's been fantastic. So Lamelo Ball has probably moved up into the second spot for me. And then uh, I would say we've only done three. I mean, finishing third out of three prospects. It's not a good start for Anthony Edwards, but we did want to give him another chance. Made three straight finals, made the Western Conference uh, finals. Can he maybe write that chip and do a little more? We'll see. But again, 
he's got, I think, by far the most talented team of any of the players, and he's doing the least with it. So let that sink in. Um, let's take a look here. We are at the draft, and we will uh, we'll simulate here to our first pick, which is going to be right around pick 21 or 22. Looks like, yeah, 22 is the pick. All right, so here we go. Let's see. Is there anyone available that's really going to jump off the page? Keep in mind, we're a pretty stacked team, but a number of those players actually are coming up onto uh, contract extensions. And so it's going to be a little bit of work to, to make sure you can hold on to these guys. Best way old player, there is a guy that actually, according to Draft Express and 2K, uh, he's a top 10 player. Uh, he's 22 years of age, which is not ideal, but he's a shooting guard. And, uh, you know, in case we can't hold on to someone long term, he's probably a pretty good option. So we'll draft him. His name is Abraham Cassell. Maybe he's a distant relative of Sam Cassell. Who knows? Uh, kind of cool there. So we will grab him. And we have at least one more pick, but I do believe we have second-round picks as well. Let's take a look here at the prospects that are still available just a few spots back. There is a small forward by the name of Milos Sankovic. Uh, could be an interesting prospect. A B overall, uh, 21 years of age. Let's take a look at and he is uh, His potential is a B. So, I mean, it'd be nice if it was a little higher. There's actually another small forward just after him, uh, similar, a little smaller. In fact, he's uh, not a great wingspan, not not as great uh, in terms of the physicals. Uh, so as much as I'd like to grab a guy that's maybe got a little bit more potential, I think it's better to grab the guy that's got the better physicals. I think that's going to make a pretty big difference. And we do have a second-round pick. <coughs> maybe we can find a guy that's actually able to uh, fall into that, uh, what we talked about, the the two-way player draft looks like the best player available would be a b minus prospect uh 21 years of age and let's see what his actual prospect or sorry his potential they don't even know his potential uh so that could be kind of interesting another guy by the way what a great name there's a Giacomo ferrari and as someone that just watched ford versus ferrari i kind of like that let's see he is a two or sorry he is an international prospect and we don't have many of those uh i think that's the guy to go with only 20 years of age uh, maybe he pans out six foot nine out of Italy. It looks like he is listed as a center. I mean, that's pretty good, and that's going to be our last draft pick there. Very impressed. Hopefully, we can hold on to him. Every so often, uh, 2K hit does this weird thing where it doesn't actually let you keep three international prospects, even though that's what they say the limit is. So we'll see if we have any issues there. Unfortunately, exactly what I thought would happen did. We had two players overseas, and they claimed that we had more than three, even though we didn't obviously so we did not keep uh, that ferrari player just because uh, the other player we had overseas was really really good and he was pretty crappy he was only a 60 overall so uh, we're letting him pass and we are moving forward with a, a pretty solid squad now we do have a, a number of uh let's see a number of moves to make still for the offseason to make sure we solidify our roster and bring back as many guys as we can and we'll come back at you at the start of what ends up being at this point the 2027 season you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and we are the Howl. All right, here we are back again. Uh, let's take a look at uh, what the roster looks like. Had to make a few changes in order to keep things uh, moving. We did have to trade Nasri to free up some cap space. And even then, it was being kind of goofy about what we could and couldn't do uh, with some of our players, uh, which was very strange to me. Um, especially because I'm sorry, I don't I don't mind what Glenn Taylor has to pay as far as uh you know luxury tax things like that. And you got to pay what you got to pay, buddy. I just want to be able to keep my players. Bottom line, that's what it always uh, comes down to in these scenarios. So, uh, but we were able to keep everyone uh, uh, with a little fine tuning and tweaking, and this is what the roster looks. All right, so starting with point guard, we have Sid Sykes. Uh, Bruno Popovich is still over in Europe, and then we have Brandon Levins Jr. 
Uh, Brandon Lemons is an 81. Sid Sykes is a 91. And Popovich uh, right now is an 83. So he'll probably be in that like 85 to 89 range when he comes over next season. You have shooting guards Anthony Edwards, of course, who's a 92. Amari Bailey, who's a 90. And then uh, Abraham Cassell, who is a 74. Uh, small forwards Jalen Johnson, who's a 92. Gregory McDonald, who's a 91. I mean, let that sink in. You then have Leroy Drew and Milos Sankovic, um, both very solid prospects. You have Jaden McDaniels, um, a prospect I definitely want to look into more. I, I'm, I'm finding myself in these simulations consistently seeing how good he gets, and he's going to be another guy we'll look at down the road. Nate Biddle, Omaha Baloo, Josh Hall, and then uh, two-way prospects, Tyson Meyer and Ricky Moreland. Ricky Moreland, very interesting prospect. Now, he's 20, and he's in the low 60s, but he was an A-minus prospect. Uh, or sorry, A minus for potential, and we actually raised him to an A, but uh, that's not something you see too often. Uh, that guys, two way players, have that kind of potential. Generally, guys that have higher potentials aren't willing to take two way contracts. So that was kind of interesting to me. Uh, Jaden McDaniel's, by the way, is a ninety one, and Nate Biddle is an eighty nine. Heck, even our third string, uh, Omaha Blue, is an eighty one. So you know we got a lot to work with there. Let's take a look. Uh, Carl Towns is a ninety. And then Bo Harrington is an 84. We did have to move on from Nas Reed. I figured just for the sake of this simulation, I wanted to keep Carl as long as we could. Plus, he was under contract for this season and one additional. And Nas Reed was only under contract for this one. So to me, that kind of played a role in uh, the decision-making process there. And we are going to jump into it. Although, it's interesting. Let's take a look really quickly at the power rankings. Let's see. So we are fifth according to NBA.com. Uh, 2K Sports, always uh, haters, unfortunately, have a 16th. And then uh, Eric Benish has us as 5th. I think we're going to finish as the best team. And I, I'll tell you right now, if we don't win the, the finals with this group, I mean, this is the best best team we've had probably maybe in any of the simulations, although Denny obviously had some really solid squads. But if this team doesn't make it all the way and win the championship, I think that uh, that would probably be the nail in the coffin for uh, the simulations in regards to Anthony Edwards. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, and hopefully they can start off strong. So far, so good as they are 5-0. and oh. Remember, the record is 12-0 and oh, set by Denny of Diaz squad and because they, they were 12-1 and one, uh, was what they were actually at at that point uh, when they actually switched over. So let's take a look and see what, what this team can do. Uh, a number of teams are trying to make trades with us. Tells you the kind of potential and the depth we have in a lot of positions. 8-0, and 9-0. Oh, you know, everyone kind of, uh, the dream would be to do a sim and somehow get 82-0. and 0. I, I've never seen it. I've gotten close. I want to say I think we've I think we've done a sim where we got 79-3, and 3, but I've never seen 82-0. and 12-0, uh, and so here's the, here it is. He has a chance to set the record. Uh, can he do it? 13-0. and 0. Here we go as we hit November 22nd, and they do it 13-0. and 0. There you go. There you have it. We have Anthony Edwards sets the new record during the pack prospects with uh, beating that 12-0, and but he's not done there, as we are now sitting at 16-0, and almost through the end of November. And there it is. So there it is. 16-0 and is what they ended up going. Super impressive. Uh, ends up beating, you know, four games doesn't seem like a lot, but uh, honestly, it is. It's quite a bit when you're talking about being undefeated uh, during a season. So, you know, 12 versus 16, pretty big difference. And it's difficult. It's difficult. No matter how good your team is, it's tough to go on stretches like that. So far, we are 20-1 now, so they're keeping up this uh, really, really high level of play. And at this point, it's safe to say 
this is the most talented team we've probably ever put together. So there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse for Anthony Edwards to not get the job done. I mean, if he doesn't, again, that's probably going to be it for him, and and things maybe uh, will change. He's on, a, although they're on a little bit of a losing streak now. They've lost three, four games in a row. Let's take a look and see who's out. Um, you know, you don't want to be missing players, but you also don't want to lose games randomly. And Anthony Edwards, unfortunately, is out two to four weeks. Uh, on the plus side to him, you know, that's the guy you're missing and you're losing games. Makes a big difference. And he's out. He's not just hurt. So two to four weeks, he's going to be out. I would normally say that's going to be pretty tough, but we have another guy that's uh, sitting there in the 90s at that shooting guard position. It hurts your depth, but at least you have someone that can step in and uh, play the role right away. But it hasn't worked so far, obviously, as we're in the midst of a losing streak. Can they right the ship? I'm guessing, yep, the Hornets are always kind of the answer. That's the medication for uh, getting your team on the right path is getting to play the Hornets. And it doesn't really seem to matter what year you play them. Consistently, it's just not a good franchise. For our other show, NBA 2K League show, we did a rebuilding the Hornets segment. And it took us moving the team to another, another state was the only way we were able to actually get success. It didn't matter how good we made the team. They just couldn't win consistently. And the second we moved them, I think we moved them to Las Vegas maybe, and the second that happened, uh, the team was fantastic. So I mean, just kind of funny how that works. Uh, we are 25-8. and eight. We are definitely not playing as well as we were uh, prior to the injury. That's not a surprise. You lose your best player, you're going to falter. You're going to play at a lower level of basketball. So that's not surprising. Again, 28-8, uh, and so we're 20 games uh, over 500, which, I mean, come on. You can't ask for much more than that. We are sitting at the middle of January, so there's a lot to like there. Uh, one thing we'll touch on quickly here is, uh, for anyone that's not aware of this, last night the Wolves uh, game against the Clippers, so the first game with their new roster, uh, that was actually televised on FSN, and during that televised game, Gerson Rosas, um, obviously the uh, the main guy with the Timberwolves, our GM or sort of our GM. I guess he's more like the president as we do still have Scott Layden as the, the technical GM, although Rosas is the guy calling the shots. He actually was on Twitter during the game, and he was live tweeting tw- tweeting the game, which I thought was pretty cool. Let's go over some of the stuff that we uh, got from him, maybe some of the stuff that we learned, and uh, some of the, maybe it opens your eyes, maybe it doesn't, but I definitely think uh, he had some cool stuff to say. So let's just take a look here. So one thing... Uh, you know he was he was pretty impressed. He likes well, the direction of this team. I mean, he put it together, so it makes a lot of sense that he likes what he's able to build. And and obviously, as a Wolves fan, I will say I, I think it was good. One thing he says after the game, he said this game was for the fans. They were so loud and loving all the threes by the guys. They have been patient this season, and they packed Target Center to see our new look Wolves. Sold out crowd gave crowd gave our guys energy. I was at that game, and it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, one of the best games I honestly I've ever been at. I've been at a lot of Wolves games. It was really really cool to see. Um, you know other things. You know he celebrated uh, uh, Nas uh, twenty sixth three pointer of the night for the Wolves. I mean if you, for anyone that didn't doesn't remember that game or didn't see it, there's a lot to like there. Uh, one thing that I really in particular liked is he, he was very quick to point out what he likes so much about Wancho uh, Aaron, Aaron Gomez and. I mean, there's a lot to like about him. He's one of my favorite players. I liked him before he even got here. I was a fan of his at the draft time. I wanted to see him succeed with Denver. Obviously, they didn't really play him a whole lot, and I think that played a role in it. So that's probably part of it. But he definitely had some things to say. So we'll talk a little bit about that. One thing uh, I liked is he talked about Carl. Carl is underrated as a playmaker. 
as he consistently makes the right read slash pass, results in great offense for us because of his willingness to make the hockey assist. I think that's true. I think that's important. Uh, guys that are just willing to pass makes a big difference to me. And, you know, one thing I'll say, uh, we talked about a little bit about how he likes Nas. Uh, you know, he talks about how Nas, there was a play in this game where he had a Euro step, and he says, Nas Euro step, big compliment to not only Nas, but our player development coaches and our strength conditioning staff for developing his abilities. And that's a big thing. Uh, one of the reasons why he dropped in the draft and ended up not going drafted is people had conditioning questions. Uh, he looked very out of shape at the combine, and clearly they have worked on that with him. And now to the Wancho stuff, he says, Wancho's ability to space the floor offensively and his versatility defensively were big reasons why we wanted him as our power forward. Now, me personally, I would love it if he ended up being the guy, the, the, the man that starts next to Towns and really gets the job done, the guy that we you know, earmark for the rest of the season. I don't, or the rest of his uh, you know, young career, it'd be nice if we were to say, he's the future, that's the guy. It's tough to say at this point what's going to happen there. Again, we don't know what he's going to make. I think this uh, pandemic, as unfortunate as it obviously is, if you're going to look for any sort of a, a bright spot uh, to the season being uh, postponed or stopped, is if we don't play any more games, uh, all we have and all that people have to base uh, you know, base his contract off of, or Malik Beasley for that matter, what their contract's based off of, is the game, the few games they played here. And while they played pretty good, I do think that if, if you had gone the full season, I think that would have given them the opportunity to prove even more, and you would have seen a jump in the, the kind of money they're going to be offered. I think in the end, this could end up helping us uh, in terms of what we have to pay those two players. And obviously, Wancho and Malik are guys that we want to keep here if we can. And I know that, uh, from what I can tell, Rosas is very big on both those players. The thing I'll say about Wancho, too, is Gerson said this. It wasn't like he was asked the question. Uh, he just unprompted said this. And so I think that adds to it a little bit. Obviously, he does, he's not going to go out publicly and say something you know, inappropriate or mean towards one of his players. But at the same time, he doesn't have to uh, you know, rise them up or talk big about them like he did, especially when no one's talked about it. So uh, just one thing to keep in mind. As far as the simulation here is concerned, uh, all-star captains have been announced. I think it's interesting to see who makes it, uh, who made it for the squad. So it looks like, um, let's see, we'll take a look at the two teams. So it's Giannis is one captain, and then Jabari Smith Jr. is the other. Let's see. So Jalen Johnson does make it for us on Team Jabari, although we don't have any starters, which I think is pretty crazy. Carl Towns does make it again. He is a reserve, and actually he's uh, playing with uh, D'Angelo Russell. At this point, this would be former teammate D'Angelo Russell. He's also playing with former teammate Malik Beasley. So very cool to see those guys make it, although not with us. But, hey, having two All-Stars is nothing to uh, complain about. The unfortunate part, of course, is that there's no Anthony Edwards. Part of that is he missed a large chunk of the season. And so it's not surprising that he doesn't get picked for that. Let's take a look at the injury report. Is anyone on the list? Looks like we're missing uh, two big men, unfortunately. Bo Harrington is out. He actually tore his MCL. So he's going to be missing most of the rest of the season. And Nate Biddle has a sprained knee. So he'll be back sooner than later, thank goodness. But our, our depth is definitely in question there. We don't have a lot of wiggle room in terms of big men. But it's good to have Towns, obviously. And uh, we have a pretty good supporting staff here, so hopefully we can keep it up. All right, so we're very close to the trade deadline. We're at February 9th. So the trade deadline right now, it looks like it was pushed back at some point by a week. It is February 17th uh, is where it ends up going now. And one thing you'll notice, too, when you're doing these simulations is the season ends up getting uh, extended a little bit. 
that when you first start off, you only go into like the early April and you start to get towards like middle to late April as far as when the season actually ends. Uh, so right before the trade deadline, we are sitting at, let's see, we, do we beat the Heat? We do. 43 and 11. Let that sink in. 43 and 11. And we have an outside opportunity. So think about this. If they were to not lose another game uh, the rest of the season, they'd be 71 and 11, and that would be the best record we've seen in any of these. And, and just like that, we're talking about the undefeated start to the season and then the finish to the season. Uh, you know, that's something that's going to put, put a big notch in your belt. I don't think we really we got 100% chemistry. To me, it's just not worth it to mess with that and try to do any sort of trades. And looking at who is willing to re-sign or not re-sign, uh, Jalen Johnson was willing to re-sign. Jaden McDaniels is willing to re-sign. Can we? And we can. We can actually re-sign both of them. Now, Carl Towns is willing to re-sign, but here's the problem. He's expecting $43 million a year. That's what it says his expected is. Now, we paid it. We're going to give him the extension. I mean, it is Carl Towns. But at a certain point, we might have to trade him just because I don't know that you can afford that kind of a payment when the salary cap now it goes up. The salary cap has gone up. But I think it's pretty important to realize that at a certain point, you just can't pay a guy that kind of money. Or at least you can't pay the um, – we have a lot of guys that are making boatloads of money. And Carl Towns, when this new contract extension starts, he'll be like 33. And at a certain point, you just kind of have to decide, is it worth it at that age? But he is still making all-star games right now at the age of 32. I mean, there's a lot to like, so it's tough to really complain. We're going to pass the trade deadline and jump into the second half of the season. And here we go. We are moving quick, uh, February 25th. And let's take a look and see, can this team, oh, and just like that, they lose the game. So they'd have to win every game now just to tie the best record we've seen in any of these sims as far as pack prospect simming is concerned. Uh, we're passing the contract extension deadline because we already made everyone move up. And just like that, we lost another game, and there you have it. He's not able to beat or match the Denny of Dia record of 70-12. and 12. A record, by the way, that he set twice. Uh, so it wasn't just a single season. He's done it more than once, and that's uh, pretty impressive. Uh, a number of losses here, actually, uh, over this stretch. Let's take a look and see if anyone else has gone out. I think it's important that we kind of understand, uh, within context, our record. Taking a look at the Wolves. Carl Towns is out, and he's probably going to miss the rest of the season. He actually broke his left ankle. So we talk about uh, his age, and I think that's starting to play play into things. He's probably going to miss the rest of the season. I don't think he'll play in the playoffs. I mean, that's really unfortunate, especially given it's the one position we just don't have great depth at. We've got great depth at a bunch of other spots, but unfortunately uh, the spots that we actually ended up getting pretty good depth on uh, the issue you run into is that it's at spots that are young players, and so you don't need the depth as badly as you do at center. So, uh, unfortunately, that was a little bit of a roster management mistake there. But we're still sitting good. 52-16 and 16 is the record, and uh, we're still winning games. There's a lot to like about what is happening here in the season of 2028. And remember, i got to say, if we don't win the finals, I just think this roster is as talented as it is. I do think that's kind of uh, going to be the, the place to end the um, Anthony Edwards uh, scenario. Here we go, uh, April 1st. Uh, we're still winning games pretty consistently. Only one loss over the last uh, three weeks. Sorry, two losses over the last three weeks, which is pretty good. Of course, I say that and we get another loss because that's how that works. Uh, April 6th, and we uh, two more wins. We're one win away from hitting the 60 mark, which is pretty solid. We got to beat the Nuggets. Oh, of course, we lose to the Nuggets. We're going to have to wait at least another uh, couple games. We're still losing. Um, if we lose this next game, we probably time to take a look and see if anyone else has dropped out of the race for us. 
Uh, no, we do win that game, so we are 60-20 and 20 with two games remaining. One thing we've consistently seen is we lose games at the end of the season under Anthony Edwards, and this is no different. We finished 1-1 one one in our last two. 61-21 and 21 is the record. Very, very solid. Uh, MVP is Giannis for the season. You have a rookie of the year is Mattia DeLuca. Sixth man of the year is Patrick Baldwin. Defensive player of the year is Chet Holmgren. You have Gregory, Gregory McDonald as your most improved player. And Ryan Saunders, no surprise, as your coach of the year. Let's take a look at your all-NBA teams. Uh, one, two, three. Nobody makes it, unfortunately. We do not have anyone make it from our squad. How about all-defensive? And nope, nobody makes it there either. So not, not great as far as I'm concerned. And obviously, we don't have any rookies that would play much. And they were later draft picks. But we do have the first, uh, we're the first seed. And so we'll see what happens there going into the playoffs. Do we have Towns back? I think he's still out. And wow, we, are, we have a lot of injuries. So Towns is still out with a broken left ankle. He's day-to-day, though, so he might come back soon. Our backup center is out. He's out one to two weeks. And then our backup power forward, uh, a guy that plays, and our backup small forward, a guy that plays a lot of minutes, is going to be uh, out two to four weeks with a strained right Achilles. So this could get ugly. We're missing a lot of players. Let's see if uh, our guy Anthony Edwards can overcome. 1-0 is the record so far. 2-0, we are playing the 8-seed Clippers. 3-0, and oof, Clippers trying to come back. Can they do it? No. 4-1, we take it. We move on to round number 2. 1-2, uh, 3-4 make it in the West, and 1-2, 4-6 make it in the East. Here we go. We're taking on the 4-seed Phoenix Suns. Game 1 goes to the Wolves. Game 2 goes to the Wolves. Three to the Wolves and the sweep. Although across the way, Memphis sweeps New Orleans. So we'll see. Does Memphis, does Memphis have it in against us? Uh, in the East, it is the Pacers and the Bucks, the one and two seeds. Here we go. One versus three. Game one goes to Memphis. Two to Memphis. Game three to Memphis. Wow, we're about to get swept. And what a what a comeback. We were down three games to zero. And then four straight wins for Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves. Let's take a look at this box score. I'm very curious what is actually happening here. And wow, you know what's funny and uh, not good? Guess who didn't play in this game? Anthony Edwards did not play in game number seven. Did he play in any of the other games? Uh, looks like he played in game number one, but he didn't play a lot of minutes. My guess is he got hurt in game number one. Nope, he just stinks in game number one. Uh, in game number two, he stunk again. Wow. This is not good for his career. Uh, looking at game number three, he played again. He stunk in that game. Uh, ended up only getting 13 minutes. Is that because he was bad or because he just got hurt? All right, so it looks like he got hurt in game number three, uh, and that's where he ended up uh, missing time. So basically, the second he went down, uh, the team played better. Not a good look for you, Anthony Edwards. Let's take a look here at the uh, what, what's how long is he out for? Anthony Edwards, a strained Achilles. He is done for the season. And uh, Jaden McDaniels, by the way, must have come back, uh, but then he broke his hand. Uh, wow, <laughs> this is rough, but we're in the championship, all right? We got it here. We're taking on the Bucks, obviously led by Giannis still, and here we go. Game one goes to Bucks. Game two goes to the Bucks. Oh, wow, we got blown out of the water in the championship. Um, let's take a look here. Yeah, Anthony Edwards came back and stunk it up big time. Uh, let's see, what, how many games did he play, though? So he didn't play games one or two, and those were... So game... Let's see. Game number two, we lost by a single point. Game number one, we lost by by five points. So very, very close in both of those. Uh, game number three, I'm guessing, is that where he came back? 
No, he did not come back in that game. So that was the game, looks like we won. So we won that game pretty big, actually. Yeah, we won at 143 to 123. And then the game, uh, let's see, game four. Game four was where Anthony Edwards came back. We ended up losing that game by six points. Anthony Edwards was really bad. And then we go to game number five where, you know, that was the end of it. And Anthony Edwards was really, really bad again. So I think I think that's it. I, I got to say, we are uh, jumping off the Anthony Edwards bandwagon at the moment. It just did not work out well for him. I mean, these simulations, they're obviously, let's be honest, they're just simulations. That's all they are. Uh, there's This doesn't tell us anything for certain. But at the same time, you'd ra- I mean, what would you rather do? Would you rather see a guy succeed or would you see a guy fail? Uh, to me, uh, it's a no-brainer. And, and all we've seen from Anthony Edwards is, unfortunately, mostly failure. It has not worked out for him in his Wolves career. And uh, that's what we're going to call it in the year of 2028. Ultimately, uh, you know, time will tell. What I really want to do more research on Anthony Edwards as far as his actual career is concerned and in what I think uh, of his fit with the Timberwolves. But as far as what we're looking at right here and the simulations, it just hasn't gone his way. And that's kind of where we're at as far as he is concerned. So uh, that's the the thing to keep in mind. I have started to dive more into Anthony Edwards, and I do think uh, he's probably better than I originally gave him credit for. Uh, I think he's a, a pretty solid prospect. I've, I've heard some people say that he's one of those guys that in a normal draft, sure, he'd be top five, but do you really want to be drafting him number one overall? Well, I'll tell you right now, maybe that might be the case, actually. Uh, I, we'll deep dive more. We'll deep dive more into that down the road when we get into like my big board and my mock drafts, things like that. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Howl, and that's going to do it for uh, Pack Prospect Anthony Edwards. Where I don't believe we're going to come back to him. I think uh, his book has been written at this point. So once again, you can tune in to the Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. Every single Wednesday and Saturday. Wednesdays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. And Saturdays, 10 a.m. to noon Central Standard Time. There's lots of other great content. You're sitting at home. You're in quarantine. You're locked down. And what do you want to do with your time? Well, guess what? There is no NBA right now. There's not really much for sports. Guess what? Nothing but net channel has you covered. Uh, Day in and day out, we have great content covering many different teams across the NBA, many different topics. We are adding NBA draft content. There's lots to look forward to, so download the Dash Radio app. It is free. And then guess what else? It's commercial free. So there's lots of things to like from there. That's going to do it, though. Again, thank you for listening to The Howl, and tune in next week. And until then, let me get a howl.